My name is Diana Bagila. Welcome to the third episode of High Feels Podcast. We are here at our studio in Los Angeles with our co-host Ned Sahin. Hello everyone, great to be with you again. Today we're interviewing an inspiring model and singer Luna Malerov. She is with us in the studio. Luna released six fantastic songs that we couldn't stop listening in the last few days. She has done lots of amazing photo shoots, some of them for her album covers. We don't want to reveal further, we would love to hear everything from her. Welcome to the Lunaverse. Luna, welcome to the High Feels Podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to speak with you guys today. We're excited to have you. Uh, before we will ask all those questions, tell, uh, tell us about briefly yourself. Uh, how did you start to mo- with modeling industry? What's your background? Well, I um, started modeling around the same time that I started doing music professionally. The two kind of go hand in hand. So in order to be a singer, you have to pose for your covers and all that good stuff. So I kind of fell into modeling that way. But I didn't grow up doing music or modeling. I actually grew up an athlete. So for about 15 years of my life, I played softball and I went to college on a softball scholarship and I was sporty spice. (laughs) And through that, um, I had an injury. And in my college years, I was able to um, take some classes, some electives, and finally kind of explore some things that I've always wanted to to study and do because the injury, unfortunately, I had to end my softball career because of it. But it was a blessing in disguise because that's when I was finally able to take my first music classes. And I fell in love with music all over again. And it reminded me that um, that's what I really always wanted to do with my life was music. And modeling was something that I discovered I was passionate about through music. So I can imagine that uh, realization This is what I should do for the rest of my (laughs) life. It happens to many of us. And that's a great segue to our next question because you have a lot of amazing songs. As I mentioned before the podcast, I've been listening to them. I like the Take Me Home, Trash Talk, Ultimatum. But before we talk about the details of your music career, can you tell us about your discography, your past with the music, your previous songs, and where our audience can listen to them? Well, you can listen to all my music on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube. It's basically anywhere you can stream music. So I'm pretty easy to find. You just got to search my name, Luna Maleto, and you'll find me. But to answer your, your question, my discography is quite interesting because I started doing music professionally um, as a solo artist in 2019. So that's all the music that you'll find on my Spotify pages. But before that, I was a session vocalist or a feature vocalist. So I was doing a lot of singing of other people's songs, um, primarily for local music producers and DJs who would write music but weren't singers themselves. So they would hire me to come in and and sing the songs that they wrote. And that's kind of how I got started doing music. And through that, I realized that I wanted to write my own music and, and do my own stuff. So in 2019, that's when I really started doing it. Did you actually had this idea to uh, come on YouTube with uh, cover songs? You know, like how many people they actually like, uh, not, I think many people, they starting this way just to make people listen to them. So did you ever had this idea or maybe you already had this experience being on YouTube with covers? I have the idea, but I actually have never posted a cover on YouTube. 
I don't know why. People tell me all the time too that <laughs> you should do covers and put them on YouTube, and yeah. and I've been meaning to because it's a genius idea. I I don't know. Yeah, why. Easy to go wild. <laughs> yeah, take it out of you. It's true. I do perform covers when I play live. I'll incorporate mm. a cover song here and there, mm -hmm. depending on what venue I'm playing for. You know, but mm. depending on the audience, I'll try to pick a song that I think is going to resonate with them. And my band and I will do a cover for that. Put it's it on great YouTube. that you <laughs> focus on you know creating your own content as well. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually, there's if you wanna, yeah, you know, if you wanna be a hugely successful, yeah. you have to have your own songs. So I think you are on a great path <laughs> to, you know, becoming hugely successful. Among these songs, which one you would say your masterpieces? Wow, um, that's a very hard question. <laughs> my music has changed so much. Like uh, what, like what we were talking about a little earlier is my discography started off as this one thing that. Um, It wasn't exactly what I had in mind, but my dad had passed away in 2019 and that inspired a lot of the music that I just felt I needed to write. It wasn't that so I you, had yeah. always dreamed of writing mm -hmm. this music. It was just more of like my therapy in a way. Mm -hmm. Like I needed to express what I was feeling and what I was going through and I had just started my music career. So it just kind of all happened at the same time. My first... Um, EP, which is, you know, like the small collection of songs that, uh, not quite an album, but a small album, I guess you can say, is 100% about the stages of grief and mm -hmm. just experiencing loss and kind of going through um, the that anger, the sadness, oh, yeah. the even the happiness, finding peace with it. And yeah. um, that's not necessarily what the kind of music that I had in mind for myself, Ultimatum is more like what I had in mind for myself. Uh, Party music, feel good music, things you can dance to. Um, so upbeat. yeah, I feel like my masterpiece hasn't quite been written yet, if that makes sense. I feel yeah. like there's still so much more I want to say and do. And now that I am in a much better headspace and just emotionally grew so much from that experience there's so many more things I want to say and share with people like it's I, I know that a lot of my music can sometimes be kind of sad but that's just where I was at that it's point real. in my life it's very real I write from a very real place all my music is about my life and things that I experienced and um, for me live music was always therapy it was where I can go and relate to the music mm -hmm. and release and people can relate as well when they yeah. listen to your songs Thank and you. i love that you know you used music to help with your uh mental station at that time and it helped and it helps other people too it's like healing people that's that's, that's my main that's mission with point. music is yeah. live music was that for me i go i go in to concerts and that's where i am happy that's where i'm sad that's yeah. where Everything I just leave yeah. on the dance floor. Okay. And I want to provide that type of space and environment for other people who want to just go and let everything out. And like that's healing people is the number one thing that I'm trying to do yeah. with music and modeling and everything that I'm doing is to inspire other people to go out and pursue their dreams. And no matter what it is. Yep, for <laughs> sure. I love that perspective. You mentioned ultimatum. And that's one of my favorites too. Do we have your permission to play it? Yes, of course, <laughs> I would love that.
I can listen it all day. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, um, your music is so catchy and your album covers as well. I think it's just matched perfectly. But I really have questions about those like album covers. Um, did you have like separate photo shoots and uh, did you hire actually people around, stylists, I don't know, makeup artists, people who organized everything or did you do it by yourself? A little, bit of both. <laughs> a little bit of both yes um i'm very very creative very hands-on in my music and my branding and in the visuals the content everything i'm independent so i you know i really am in charge of doing everything myself but i have a very small passionate team that i go to for everything and i'm just so blessed my photographer annika is incredible she shoots pretty much every photo shoot you've seen me do she's my go-to person for my personal projects and my sister is my hair and makeup person brandy nice so i am wow. very blessed there you have your team i do and they're my go-to's i call them up and i'm like i have this idea for a new photo shoot that we wanted or i want to do like how can we put this together i love that you surrounded yourself with supportive people. yeah that's what we all need Supports. It's so important. If there's one thing that I can recommend to anybody, it's go find your people. Go find who you connect with and collaborate with them as much as you can because it really benefits everybody, you know? Everyone wins when you can collaborate on a project like that and everyone's passionate about it. It's really fun. These are really, really good designs. Um, Thank like you. <laughs> trash Talk, the, the trash is pink. It is, yes. <laughs> is there a story behind it? <laughs> Yeah. Pink is like my my power color. Um, I have this little motto that pink is an attitude. You, so whenever I have something yeah. that I want to like show, there's attitude and trash mm -hmm. talk is a very spunky attitude filled song. I guess our pink podcast got your attention quickly since our logo is pink. Uh, <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> I love I love I love this cover, especially trash talk. Ultimatum is kind of holographic. I I mean it's not different colors, but the design, the pattern is kind of holographic. That the background uh, of your photo? Yeah, what, I designed both of them. What do you hold in your hand? Is it a paper plane? Okay, so do you remember those paper fortune tellers? You would stick your fingers in them and you would ask people, pick a color, pick a number, and you would uh, kind of like shuffle through yeah. it. <laughs> yes. Well, I ordered a giant poster board and I folded it mm -hmm. into a giant fortune teller. So one of the main lines from the song Ultimatum, the hook is, will you fall for me? So when you open it, if you zoom into that photo, it says, will you fall for me? Oh, that's, that's very meaningful. <laughs> I love that. And your pose is on point. Thank it's you. showing legs open. I love it. <laughs> All right. Creativity, style, brand. So far, these words totally associated personally me with you. I want to move to maybe my favorite question about the website, which I checked. It's so awesome. <laughs> with amazing background and so easy to navigate. And a lot of models who are watching us, they might don't have their own website. And what, uh, what would you advise for uh, models who don't have it? Uh, is that better to actually put some money in it to hire people to make it really look professional or it's better start as early as possible even you don't have a big budget but just go to share your experience how you build it because you build it awesome so cool <laughs> and what you. you and what you will suggest to models 
I am a firm believer of doing as much yourself as you possibly can. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also am a firm believer that once you've reached a point where you can't do any more, don't be afraid to seek somebody who is a professional or better at something than you, because that's okay. You're not, you're human. You're not going to be perfect at everything. But when you're just starting out and maybe you don't have a big budget or, um, an agency or a label or whatever Mm -hmm. financial backing you can possibly get, you have to kind of do as much as you can creatively. And, um, I think for me, it was really important to have a website that represented who I am. That's just something that I I put a lot of thought into everything that I release and put out. So the website for me, I should have done it a lot sooner. I really waited a long time to do a website because I felt I needed to find a Mm -hmm. professional to do it. And I had interviewed a couple people and, you know, got quotes and, you spent a lot of time and I energy did. in that process, I guess. I did. I, I wanted to make sure that it was perfect because I only wanted to do it one time. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I didn't want to have to go back in a year and be like, yeah. oh, man, I need to redo this. And um, I had time. I, I had some downtime in, in January and early February. And I was like, OK, I'm going to research how to do this. And I asked a lot of people, like, what do you use for your site? And Wix was something that came up a lot. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to go in with Wix. Wix makes it very user-friendly. So if you're afraid of starting a website, just go in there. There's templates that you can build off of, which um, I did. I I used a template, but I totally made it my own Mm -hmm. by incorporating my brand colors and moving things around here and there and just I also spent a lot of time researching like some of my favorite artists' websites. Like what does yeah. Ariana Grande's website have that I like? Yeah, what does Dua Lipa's website have that thing. I like? And I just picked everything from each website and I was like, okay, this is what Luna's website's going to look mm-hmm. like because this is what I like. Luna-verse. And guys, mm-hmm. the address is lunamelero.com. L-U-N-A-M-E-L-E-R-O. .com. You're lucky that you found the domain available with your first and last name. Oh my gosh, it, that yeah. was uh, a mission in itself. <laughs> I couldn't do it for myself. It's it, it's not available. Really? Someone took it. How about you, Diana? Uh, when I did it, no, that was taken. That was taken. Yours too? was taken as well. <laughs> yeah. When so, did you uh, start? It? When did you buy like, it? Yeah. I, in January. In January. This year, January of 2023. I, I'm telling you, I was relying on social media to send people like portfolios and stuff and making a website has been such a game changer. I don't know what it is about a website, but it just makes you appear so much more professional and, you know, there's still people in the industry who are from older generations, maybe not as instagram and Mm -hmm. tiktok savvy who they want to see a website and they still view that as a much more professional thing yeah it is it's your portfolio like everything is there uh because in instagram you have an amazing instagram but you know there's a timeline there like for example if you if i want to see your discography i have to scroll a lot but on your website it's just one page and everything is there so it's very easy and uh, when i go to your website I see a big header saying, welcome to the Lunaverse. <laughs> and I love that. <laughs> Thank it's, you. <laughs> it's great. It hits the visitor, you know. It takes into the story, to the page, to the flow. And then it makes you want to uh, scroll down. 
Yeah, I'm so happy to hear this because I made this website and I've never actually heard feedback on it. <laughs> so this is amazing to hear that it's actually yeah. functional and yeah. it works. And yeah, definitely. You think it's yeah. easy. I wanted it to be so that you... It's hard to send people a lot of links. People sure. don't like to have 50 long links in a text or an email. It's just really cluttered. So I wanted to make my website the central space where you can find everything. You just scroll a tiny bit and you'll find all my social mm -hmm. media links, all my music, photos. Um, so yeah, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm making the website was a game yeah. changer. I highly recommend you all make a website. Yes, just use Wix. Yeah, <laughs> just use Wix, yeah. But if... Uh, for example, uh, for you, you never get actually feedback right about your website. So, uh, do you actually know what works best for you when people trying to reach you out about maybe some cooperations, maybe like with something um, with the music industry? What works better, social medias or website? Uh, do you do you have this data? Um, I think my website is still so new that. Mm -hmm. I don't want to give anybody a false idea of what is better, okay. but I will say that um, within my website, I have what is called an EPK, which is an electronic press kit. And um, the press kit is basically a resume. Mm. Um, it's kind of like my homepage. It has everything, my, my name, my bio, my music, links, It also has a little bit more data, like if you wanted to know uh, how many followers I have on Instagram, okay. what my reach is, my target audiences and stuff like that. That particular page within my website is what I use to pitch myself to people, whether it's music, whether it's modeling, acting, um, any type of performing mm -hmm. job I'm trying to get or do. I will send them my EPK. It has all my information. And the nice thing about the EPK is that um, you can also make it a PDF. Mm -hmm. And it's just something that you send people in an email. It's it's a one sheet, one page with all your information on it. That is so convenient. Yeah. So if you don't know what an electronic press kit is, I highly recommend you do a little Google search on it because That's that itself point. is um, a really good way to get jobs. It's a good way to just show yeah. people in one page what you're all about. So it's a web page. It's a pitch page. And uh, you have everything there. All yes. your discography, all your links, numbers. That's so all convenient. Yeah, it sounds you're... like a model <clears throat> comp card. It's like... You know, in a model comp card, you, you have your measurements, you have mm -hmm. photos, you have agents information, etc. It's the comp card of a singer. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and really you cool. can even include that information on there. If you were a model and you wanted to make yourself a press yeah. kit, you could easily put any information that you feel is valuable to people who may book you for something. If you go to my website, it, it would just be lunamalero.com backslash EPK if you want to see an example of what it looks like. I'm going there right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, you can even Google search and there's plenty of templates that you can look at just to kind of get different references. And that's awesome. This is a really amazing tip. It's really cute. Oh, pink background. Uh, and guys will include this in the episode notes. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really convenient. If somebody... Uh, uh, didn't make any song so far, but really want to get into this industry. What would you recommend? Tips how to make it, how to start. I think we need to start. I recommend that you just start writing. Writing down everything from your song ideas, 
mm-hmm. to lyrics if you have lyric ideas or maybe if you don't have lyrics but you have a particular genre or sound you want to go for maybe you start writing down um those kinds of things artists that you like just really really narrowing down what you want to create because I think for me I kind of just fell into creating for others Mm -hmm. that it took me a little bit to really figure out what I wanted my personal sound to be I always knew Mm -hmm. I always had an idea but sometimes the ideas and what actually comes out doesn't always translate 100% you start to realize like oh I don't know just for an example like I want to sound like Fergie because Fergie has a cool voice, but maybe your voice is more like Amy Winehouse, but you're not going to know that until you start trying to sing and writing your own stuff. Because another thing, which I think is why I've kind of stayed away from covers a little bit is that, um, I didn't want to get trapped into people comparing me to whoever Mm -hmm. I was trying to cover or trap myself into believing that, since I'm doing this Madonna cover, I need to sound like Madonna. Mm-hmm. And then, and oh, people like that Madonna cover, so now I need to be Madonna all the time. When you you do that, you kind of lose a little bit of your own self. And yeah. um, so, so I highly recommend that you just really focus on what you really want right. to do for yourself do your as research, a musician. Find your niche. Yeah, and then from there, collaborate with as many people as you possibly can. Hard work and collaboration. Where do you write? You write just like uh, using pen and paper or where do you actually write your ideas about like song texts or maybe in phone notes? What is working for you? Um, I do use my phone a lot. I have Google Docs saved. That's like my favorite app on my phone. I'm always on (laughs) Google Docs like typing in my lyrics and stuff. Interesting. Do Do you mean like Going to Google Drive and clicking uh, Docs and other things, or you have the Google Docs app itself and it takes you to documents directly. Right, I have the Google Docs app on my phone Interesting. itself. Yeah, so you use it me. as a like note-taking app too. Yeah, Interesting. yeah. Cool. <laughs> that, that's 100% what I do is I'll I'll write my notes and I I will do it just like how I explain for someone to start. That's how I start all my my projects. I will start with um, if I have a reference song. Like, oh, this is kind of what I want it to sound like, or I want it to sound like these two songs mm-hmm. put together. And then from there, I will write down my my lyric ideas. Mm-hmm. Maybe I want this to be a happy dance song that mm-hmm. girls can get ready to for a girl's night out with their friends. You know, let's just say that's what I'm doing. And I'll write that down and I just start brainstorming and from there the lyrics start to just write themselves a lot of the times oh, but I can imagine yeah so, so it's, it sounds like it's easy for you to get inspiration uh for a song sometimes you use uh, what's happening around you sometimes you are get, is getting inspired by the things you see the events happening in your life you know for authors there is something called author's block like you write a story and you just get blocked and you don't know what to do is that a thing for singers Yes. Like in the middle of a song, a lyric, you are just stuck. Yes. It <laughs> How happens do you get over more it? <laughs> than I care to admit. <laughs> um, I kind of get over I'm very lucky that um, I've been working my, with my producer for three years now. And I tend to do a lot of like the heavy writing and recording in the studio, like the two of us together. So it really helps me personally because I am such a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. I will sit there and work on the same thing for a year <laughs> if if somebody wasn't like, okay, it's good. Like you should just go record this. So it helps to have somebody that you trust 
say, no, that sounds great. Let's move on. Um, and so with that, I'm also learning a little bit more of like when to move on myself. That or just take a break, go for a walk, go listen to some music. That's what I will do if I'm feeling stuck. Let me go listen to what inspired me to do this in the first place or let me go um, read a book. I, I love reading books. I think that's where my real creative passion really came from and wanting to write stories comes from just me reading books as a kid and and loving them so I if I'm feeling creatively stuck I will go to what makes what inspires me to be creative in the first place and sometimes it's movies or tv shows or just anything change the environment change the environment and get a second opinion like second opinions producer help. Second case. opinions help. <laughs> I will say though, don't um, take feedback with a grain of salt, especially yeah, as a yeah. model or a singer, anyone in in the entertainment creative field, because yeah. what we do is so it's so subjective. Everyone has a For different sure. opinion on yeah. what is good, and as you know, as long as what you're doing feels good for you, then you're you're on the right path. Yes, we, I mean, we see it uh, in the modeling industry a lot. Um, in our modeling school, we see uh, models doing their own way of runway walks or posing. And sometimes they feel bad about it because they think it's not like how others do in the industry. But it's your own unique way and, you know, don't get stuck with it. There's always array of improvement and also the way you do it is is good too, you know. You put your own background in it. It looks greater than many people think how it looks. They runway walk, for example. <laughs> when we, you know, record them and ask them to watch it, they actually say, this is not bad. Yeah. Even though they thought it was bad in the beginning. I feel like we're all yeah. so hard on ourselves, especially yeah. when you're really passionate about something and you really strongly want to be successful at something. You can't help but over-criticize yourself. Sure. But it's it comes from a place of just wanting to be the best that you possibly can. And um, I, I feel like it's important to just kind of always give yourself that credit, too. It's something that I struggle with. So I'm only I'm speaking from somebody who is mm-hmm. learning how to give herself a pat on the back more often. Because yeah. I, I do that, too. I will. I will watch live performances of myself because I record them so that I can review the tape and what needs to be better, what what can I improve on, what was good. I'll watch the video the next day and I'm so proud. I'm like, wow, I did that. It's so good. And then a week later, I'm like, ew, why did I do my, why did I move my hand that way? <laughs> like, why did I, oh, that note sounded no. bad. I didn't take a deep enough breath. And then I'll watch it a month after and I'm like you know what I don't know why I was so hard on myself that was pretty darn good like (laughs) and you mentioned another great point don't be a perfectionist Justin Timberlake mentions in his book a song is done when you think it's done because uh, he says that he also struggled about being perfectionist about the songs he makes and uh, so he just came to that conclusion that you know it's never-ending process (laughs) It's not going to be over if you yeah. just keep changing the song. So it's done when you say it's done. And uh, his producer helped him that way as well. So it's very <laughs> yeah. similar. You, I think you, you, need somebody, just, you just need somebody exactly. to say, you know what? You are doing great. Exactly. <laughs> it sounds great. You look great. Because sometimes that little validation when you're such a hard person on yourself is is that little bit of love that you need to move forward and keep going. Exactly. So it's really important, again, it's really important to collaborate and find your people. What's next? 
in your life? I photo shoots, photo albums, shoots. always photo shoots. Always photo shoots, yes. never enough. I I love doing photo shoots. That's why I think um, modeling kind of came naturally to me after I, I, modeling was never something that I thought I could do. Um, I'm only five two, so for me, modeling was not you're not the body type or to be a model, you know, or a, a typical model. Music kind of forced me to be in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. And I realized like, I, I can do this. I might not be this typical runway model, but I can still do other types of modeling. So yeah. this year is um, a big year for me to really do more modeling that isn't my own personal projects. So I do have some gigs lined up. I'm getting oh, nice. um, in touch with my culture a little bit, and I'm going to be collaborating with some brands that do um, Mexican sarapes and ponchos. Ooh. So that is a shoot that I'm going to be doing in the next couple of days. So that's, Is it like print modeling? It is, yes. I'm going to be doing some print modeling that they're going nice. to use those photos for their website. And um, they're going to do like a little video reel too, where they're going to be, you know, focusing on their clothing and stuff, but I'm going to be the one wearing it. So we'll be following you. We are, we are fans of you right now. Thank you so much. Listening to ultimatum, trash talk, (laughs) take me home. (laughs) And last question. uh, What would you recommend to 18 years old yourself? Oh, to myself at 18. Wow. I would tell myself that you are capable of so much more than you think you are right now. At 18 is when I had that injury that ended my career. And I went through a little bit of a, like, it wasn't a little bit, it was a big depression. I felt, it was like an identity crisis a little bit. I grew up my whole life thinking I was going to be this person. And then I get there. And as soon as I get there, I didn't even get the opportunity to like really be her. I think that was the universe telling, like forcing me to wake up and say, look, you are not this, you're something else. And we, the universe was just throwing me into it. So I think I would tell 18 year old me that it's okay to change. I'm second generation. My, my grandparents moved here from Mexico when my dad was about a year old. So they came here with a very clear intention of what they wanted their Mm -hmm. kids and grandkids to be. And I kind of just, I'm the firstborn on both sides. And I just came out and was like doing everything that my parents and family wanted me to do. And all of a sudden it was like, all right, well, I'm going to do something completely different. Something that none of you guys think is possible or even know how to assist me in getting into. There's just such a big trend with the new generation right now. We're all just want to create. We're so much more creative than what society had allowed us to be up until this point. And I have so many family members and peers and just people from my culture that are super talented in drawing or in music and and so many other things, but they don't do it because their family was like, oh, you should be a nurse or a doctor or something traditional. So I would just tell myself and any 18 year old out there to just whatever your dream is, whatever you're truly passionate about, whatever you light up as a five-year-old 
that is what you yeah. should be doing and it's okay. Great answer. I wish I heard this episode when I was 18. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Me too. <laughs> and now we're all in the Luna universe. Yes. Yes. That was a great journey. Thank you so much. You're such a diverse person and you're creating such a great music and bring so popping image <laughs> in this industry so um i think the hugest success is gonna gonna come in the months not years for you that's amazing fingers crossed, fingers crossed that's amazing and a lot of people who are watching us uh i think they will have willing to reach you out so how can they do this my website, <laughs> www.lunamalero.com. Again, I'm on all social media and my social media handle is at I am Luna Malero on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. I, I keep it the same on everything. And so many people are watching you and I'm pretty sure they're getting inspired from you. So guys, <laughs> one more time, if you want to reach out to Luna, please go to her website, which is lunamelero.com, L-U-N-A-M-E-L-E-R-O.com. Or you can uh, hit her on any social media, same name. I'm Luna Melero. Luna, thank you so much for telling us your amazing story in the music world, the modeling. We would yes. love to have you back. I would love to come back and we can definitely <laughs> talk about more modeling about. and stuff yes. too, because there's going to be a lot more to share with that this that year. That was well. an epic episode. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. We will continue to have knowledge-packed conversations with models, influencers, fashion designers, modeling agencies, and fashion enthusiasts from different backgrounds in the upcoming episodes. If you would like to join us in the show or if you want to share any questions or comments, please contact us on fashionrepublicmagazine.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of the High Feels Podcast, and we will see you in the next one.